New York Artists Collective. And welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about. This is the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I'm your host, Stephanie Manns, singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artist Collective producers. And today's guest is Anna Rose, singer-songwriter from New York City, whose latest single, Nobody Knows I'm Here, was recently featured in the award-winning NBC TV show, This Is Us. She has toured all over the world with artists such as Howie Day, Mark Cohen and Joan Osborne. And Anna is also proud to be a member of the Resistance Revival Chorus, a collective of more than 60 women who come together to sing protest songs in the spirit of inclusive joy and resistance. Let's welcome Anna Rose. Anna Rose, welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast this next one's about. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm happy to be home in New York after a a week in Nashville. A week in Nashville. So you're based in New York, but you kind of flit between Nashville, LA and New York. Yeah, I kind of run between all of them. I, I go where the work is. That's very yeah. fair. <laughs> so you were described as a rock musician. I would, is that a self-description? Uh, I think it's a little bit of uh, critique and a little bit of myself, I guess. I would say I'm probably squarely between rock, alternative and, and singer-songwriter. I would maybe... Throw in a, a little bit of folk in there, too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't, uh, I don't like to be a whole, to be super genre-specific, because I think that it's a little hindering sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I like sort of being open, and I'm writing in whatever genre I'm, I'm yeah. writing in today. And in terms of, like, some of the people that you have toured with, I wouldn't necessarily call them rock. I suppose Joan Osborne, yes. Um, Howie Day, no. Yeah. Tyler Hilton, kind of somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Um, I would say the most rock person I've toured with is probably Ed Kowalczyk, who was the lead singer of Live. Okay. Um, I've been paired a lot with singer-songwriters, um, which I think has been to great benefit for me because it's allowed me to really be heard from the basis of my songs, which I think is the... That's the... That's the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been lucky in that way. I think where I didn't just head right out on the road with my band playing full rock, and um, yeah, I, I think it's been a good part of my career. So in terms of the song that we're going to play today, so this is uh, this podcast is this next one's about. So uh, we're going to ask you, I we the royal we, I'm, the royal we, the royal we. I'm going <laughs> to ask you to tell us about that. Um, but I love the song. I love listening to it. Thank I got you. a real kind of Amy Mann thing from it. I heard. I think Thank I told you, you. Yeah. earlier. Like I heard Patient Zero from that. Yeah, which is a song I love anyway. But I, I really sort of heard that. And I think when you when I was kind of reading your bio and, and like the rock musician and I checked out obviously your music beforehand and I was like oh this is a really interesting mix of, of, of things thanks so what is nobody knows I'm here about it was for me it's written about that moment and you know sometimes I think I'm fairly odd that maybe I experienced this moment differently than other people but sometimes when I am feeling misunderstood in the world um or I'm feeling overwhelmed something that I've always liked to do is be nobody. I, I've really enjoyed, I, I'm fairly nomadic in, in my personal preference of not really feeling beholden to one place. And when I feel most overwhelmed or misunderstood, I I like to go where no one knows me and, and no one knows that I'm there, honestly, um, because it allows you to be anybody. 
mm-hmm. and to start over to wipe this this slate clean. And I think when you have those moments of sort of just being an observer of humanity, I think it allows you to find that foundation again of the core things that make you who you are. And for me, that's where I, I do that is I it was just about that moment of being nowhere, being beholden to nobody, being anyone that you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's why Halloween is the best holiday in the world, because you can <laughs> be whoever you want to be in that moment. My Halloween is a crappy dive bar. So. What was your last Halloween costume? <laughs> oh, God. We'll digress and we'll come back. But. Ooh, what was my last Halloween costume? I've been Kurt Cobain a lot, mostly because I would have loved to be Kurt Cobain, despite all the pain. Very funny. Um, who was I last Halloween, though? God, I have no memory. I don't remember what I had for lunch. Yeah, I mean, you know, life, life is hard. <laughs> First world problems. Yeah, uh, for sure. 100%. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's take a listen to Nobody Knows I'm Here. Absolutely.
so that was Anna Rose and Nobody Knows I'm Here. So Anna, that was also, that, that's just been picked up in, in TV and the, the hit NBC series, This Is Us. Yeah, that was a crazy moment. What happened? How did that come about? Like what's so happened since for you? I, I had been working with the show for about three years. Um, I have about, I had a lot of songs in their edit bay, actually. I was just lucky enough um, to to meet one of the music supervisors on the show. And, um, and she asked me for a lot of songs. I had been talking to them for the last couple of years and then the music supervisors changed. And I thought, oh, that's it. It's not gonna happen now. And, um, and then I got a call, I mean, 10 days before we released the song. We released the song the day before the episode aired. We basically had 10 days to get this song uploaded onto digital service providers and out into the world. Um, it happened really, really fast, and it was kind of a feat of nature, and I'm so grateful to my team for helping me actually get it out into the world. But, yeah, I was just, you know, I think it's it's so... It's so difficult to know when a supervisor is going to use your song. I mean, you can send it out anywhere, but really it's about the song being right for that moment in TV or in film, and you can never take it personally. And so the fact that they hadn't hadn't used my material before, I just sort of thought it wasn't right, but it happened in that moment, and it was crazy. I'm so glad that we got got the song together in time to release it at the same time the episode happened. Mm -hmm. Since then, um, it's sort of been business as usual honestly it's it's just been really nice to be able to it was a really nice moment to hear it in Mm -hmm. the show and then to move forward I mean I think you have these nice little bright spots in your career anyone does you know you have these these little you know stars in the sky and and you can point to them but it it doesn't make the sky itself any less valuable and kind of for me it's I I like to be grateful for that moment and then move forward and Mm -hmm. say well what else can I do next because that moment is gone now and I I can appreciate it for what it is but next thing next next moment (laughs) next moment next question yeah just talking a little bit more about about the song um so you had also told me that you wrote it in a time when you were sick I did um it was right at the beginning of the writing process for this record, um, and I had recently I had been uh, I had been feeling really sick for about a year and a half. I was on and off the road, and I thought maybe I'm you know maybe I'm just running my body down. Maybe this is age. Maybe maybe it's a lot of different things. And then there were some unexplainable uh, symptoms I couldn't explain away. Um, a lot of um, a lot of tingling in my hands, really bad swelling in my hands and in my feet and my ankles. Um, I started having some memory lapses and I was exhausted and I went to a lot of different doctors. Um, I had a doctor tell me I had lupus, a doctor tell me I had MS, uh, someone else told me I had scleroderma, um, all pretty scary and, um, and difficult diseases. And I spent a lot of time checking in with myself and, and really had to turn, shift towards advocating for myself in, within the medical field rather than advocating for myself as an artist and a songwriter. 
So a lot of my energy went to that, but uh, long story short, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, which I've now overcome to an extent, but there's a lot of the symptoms and the kind of the aftermath of it that that is still very much present in my life. Um, But I wrote this song right after I got the Lyme diagnosis and I was in a place when I, I didn't think I could, I wasn't sure if I could write. And I definitely wasn't sure if I could perform or if I was going to be making a record or um, how I was going to do that. And I remember walking into this writing session with Mondo Signs and it was on Music Row at Carnival Music at this publisher that's on Music Row in Nashville. And I remember thinking, I have, I have no cuts with other artists in country music. I have no film or TV syncs. I have, you know, I'm not a giant artist. I have no business being here. And on top of it, I'm sick and I don't want to tell anybody. And I really I didn't know if I could write. And we wrote this song. And, and it was so much for me, it was so much about wanting to escape the pain of what had become my life, which was basically getting poked and prodded by doctors for months and not wanting to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And it, that's what this song really was born out of. And I don't even think Mondo knew that. You know, we, we approached it from the standpoint of escapism and, and just that general concept. And in my head, I'm thinking, God, I want to escape the fact that I can't feel my pinky finger right now on my left hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a, a really difficult time, which is why I'm kind of grateful that that song has had a moment um, outside of me, having a moment on a TV show. It, it makes it special, and it also makes it about something else for me now, too, so I can attach this Something really positive. great moment to it for me and that there was some success in how much pain there was in that writing process. That's great. I'm, I'm glad mm. that it had a positive outcome for you. For every positive, there's a negative and vice versa. It just is. <laughs> a lot of ups and downs in the music industry. Yeah. Um, I'm also interested in what you said earlier about, you know, you didn't want to tell anyone and, you know, you were touring and you were, you know, opening up for artists and you didn't want to tell them that you were sick. And the reason behind that in terms of whether it's because you were a woman in the industry, you were a rock musician. I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it did in my head had to do with being a woman that I was so afraid of being judged for my illness rather than judged for my strength. That was a a real factor in me not talking about it. I didn't want anyone on my team to think that I was on, that I was weak. I didn't want all the men I was working with to think that I was weak. I've I've spent a really long time trying to build a career where I'm considered to be an equal, which for any woman in the music industry is is difficult. Put it into rock music where there's not a lot of women and in particular not a lot of solo artists who are, are female or female identified. It was uh, pretty tough for, for me to to feel like I could be honest about it. And eventually I was honest with my manager when I, I was, I think I was honest about it when I had a diagnosis, when it came back as Lyme disease, because when it was lupus or when it was MS or when it was these other things, they, first of all, it didn't feel real to me because they didn't feel, it didn't feel like those diagnoses fit, but they also were the long-term nature of them. And at the time, I didn't know that Lyme disease was also going to be long-term for me. But I just, I think I wasn't ready to confront it at that point until I had a, air quotes, reason or a quote, answer, <laughs> which, you know, even that in itself, I think it's it's hard for any woman to express their, their pain in that kind of environment um, without fear of some kind of retaliation. Yeah. And I think we had also talked about the expectations of women 
in music and when women are singer-songwriters that's expected yep. you know we are vulnerable we're you know nice and pretty and we sit there with our little guitar yeah but when we are kind of rock musicians it's it's a different story I think when when you have the tag in your bio of quote badass or tough or you know and these are things I've been really proud of and I think I'm tougher now having come through this disease I feel way I feel like I <laughs> took on Goliath because the medical industry didn't want me to pursue the diagnosis of Lyme disease and that's a whole separate topic but you know they to be honest they would have much rather pumped me with with drugs than have me pursue the route that I did which was a lot of herbal treatments and acupuncture and um that's not to say that I didn't do eight months of antibiotics as well, but it, Lyme disease is very hard to diagnose and treat. Um, and it would have been much easier for my doctors to just pump me full of stuff and send me on my way. So I felt, quote unquote, felt better. So, but, I mean, in terms of, the, you know, your reputation as a, as a rock musician, you know, being, being a woman in rock music is, is hard enough. And then to kind of admit that there is this sort of weakness as, as it might be seen in, in their eyes and the kind of male misogynist eyes. Yeah, uh, it, I mean that's exactly Sorry, what you're I, saying. I just, <laughs> just, <laughs> no, but that's exactly what it is. It's really difficult. Um, it, it's it's hard enough to to feel like you have the respect of your peers as a woman in in rock music, having the respect of your peers when you've gone through something like that that could in turn make you be seen as weak is is it's frightening mm-hmm. because I've been doing this for a long enough time that I felt like I, I deserved to be to finally be on those tours and I I loved driving the van and I I didn't want anyone to be worried that I you know that I needed rest or whatever I mean I'll, I, part of it was for me too I am tough and I wanted to tough it out through it but I was also really scared that within telling people what was really going on, that I would lose a lot of the uh, a lot of the credibility and, and the you know the the boss behavior. <laughs> and coming on to more positive things, so you've dealt with it. I don't, don't mean to say dealt with the Lyme disease as in it's done. It's going to be something that we'll I'll deal with it for the rest of my life. But I think it's it's manageable now, and it's uh, it, it's something that I. I feel like I've come through. In terms of what's coming up for you, you have a new record coming out this year. I do. Um, my next full-length record is coming out in the fall. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm thrilled. I. Uh, it's definitely the most honest record I've ever made. I think to the point of of brutal in in some respect, but I also think it's the best work I've ever I've ever made. Um, so yeah, I can I can think about it. I can think about it as this this beautiful thing at, at the end of a lot of pain for me. And it's it's amazing to see that result. I can't wait for people to hear it. I, I'm very excited as well. And it's lovely that, you know, there's that sort of cathartic outcome for you. Yeah, absolutely. It was extremely cathartic making this record. Well, I would love to have you uh, at an NYC show. I would love to NYC be there. Show. Um, I think we could, that, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after. I think I have a date in mind for you. Um, but I'm very excited. And I would like to say um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we have connected. Me too. And best of luck with the new record. Thank you. I can't wait for you to hear it. Anna Rose, thank you very much. Thank you. 
the wonderful Anna Rose. You can find out more about Anna at AnnaRoseMusic.com and on Instagram she is at AnnaRoseMusic. I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast and if you aren't yet a subscriber, please do subscribe to the show and you can hear more from some incredible artists on the New York music scene. Uh, also, you can check out our website, that's NewYorkArtistCollective.com uh, for more information on our upcoming shows so you can see someone like Anna in person in the flesh um, at one of our upcoming shows. And our Instagram is at NewYorkArtistCollective. I am Stephanie Manns, your host. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. New York Artists Collective.